Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all types of great interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Early signing day is here, and the commits are rolling in with their national letters of intent. Exciting stuff, right? We're going to talk about that and get into some of the players that I've signed. Also, we'll be joined by Andy Demetra, the voice of Georgia Tech basketball, to preview a little bit of that game going on tonight. And, of course, we'll end with some last segment nonsense. And so let's go ahead and start into recruiting. We're all fun with that, right? All right, so let's go through some of these players and the excitement that goes around them when it comes to Razorback fans trying to find some type of positive feeling and some light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to these players and that's exactly what they're going to get so let's just go through as of right now the ones who have signed their national letter of intent and what can be expected out of them first of all let's start with the man kj jefferson a six foot three 205 pound dual threat quarterback from north panola in sardis mississippi he's a four star according to rivals he is the 12th best player in the state the seventh best player at his position in the country and it had a lot of offers to various sec schools this is the type of quarterback that arkansas needs to have under chad morris to be successful i mean that's that is the prototypical type of quarterback you want in this hurry up style offense and I don't know if K.J. Jefferson is how long it's going to take for him to really get it going, but I'm telling you folks right now, he might be the quarterback of the future. I wouldn't mind him playing as a true freshman, to be honest. Next season, if they can't get a grad transfer quarterback, throw K.J. Jefferson in. Seriously. I think that he may be the best option for Arkansas once he arrives on campus. And that's not a slide against anybody else. It's just he is the type of quarterback you can have that can make you some plays also as a true freshman quarterback he can be helpful in many different ways so look for kj jefferson to possibly be the starting quarterback at some point in time in the 2019 season moving on to trey knox a wide receiver six foot five 218 pounds out of blackman murfreesboro tennessee class of 2019 of course he has a four-star rating he is 103rd nationally, fourth in his state of Tennessee, and then 16th at his position. I love the wide receivers that Chad Morris has signed in this class. Big bodied, able, strong, big old guys that you need to go out and make plays, especially if the quarterback situation is a little dicey. The quarterback class has been great for Chad Morris. Excuse me, the wide receiver class has been great for Chad Morris here in this class. And Trey Knox is definitely one of the highlights. The next one is Shamar Nash, six foot three from the IMG Academy, 180 pounds, Brandon and Florida four stars according to rivals he's 41st at his position and 42nd in his state so another big long wide receiver that can be able to go and make some plays now that's not the only one here's another one you want another wide receiver here's another wide receiver for you TQ Jackson six foot four 195 pounds wide receiver out of Jefferson Texas four star according to rivals again 41st in the state 42nd in his position so him and Shamar Nash are right neck and neck with each other now some people are wondering what about Traylon Burks that wide receiver out of Arkansas he is not signing today now he looks still from all the people I've talked to he's still firm on Arkansas he's still going to end up committing to Arkansas and signing his letter of intent to Arkansas. But he still wants to take his time, maybe looking at some other visits, so we'll see how that plays out. But either way, the three wide receivers that you have signed, big-time athletes, guys that you'll really look forward to to playing here on this team next year. 
Moving on to offensive line, Dylan Rathke, six foot five, two hundred ninety pounds, offensive tackle from the University Laboratory School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Three star, according to rivals, twenty eighth in the state, eighty sixth at his position. Jeez, do Arkansas need offensive linemen? The next one, Brad Brady Latham, six foot five, two hundred ninety pound, offensive tackle from Jinx, Oklahoma. Funny looking guy, but hopefully he plays. Uh, really well, and especially in his freshman year, because again, they're probably going to need that help. A three-star, according to rivals, doesn't have any rankings when it comes to a state in his position. The next one, Ricky Stromberg. This was a new one, six foot four, two hundred eighty pounds, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well. But he went to Union, so you have a Tulsa Jinx and Tulsa Union uh, guy, guys coming in this year. But uh, he's a three-star, and a lot of teams apparently were on late. Well, with him as far as offering and trying to figure him out and see if maybe they can get him out of their school, but he decides to go with the Razorbacks regardless. Bo Lemmer, six foot five, two hundred eighty pound offensive tackle from Tyler, Texas, a three star player according to rivals. Myron Cunningham, now this is the big one, six foot six, three hundred pounds offensive tackle from Iowa Central Community College in Fort Dodge, Iowa. He is a four star composite rating. A lot of people feel like he could be a guy that steps right in and plays on the offensive line because of the JUCO aspect. He's a JUCO All-American as well. But that's not the only JUCO player that they got for the offensive line. Chibuize Nawana. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Who knows? Six foot seven, 315 pounds, Lackawanna Community College in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's also a three-star, borderline four-star, depending on who you look at. But another guy that may be starting immediately once he arrives on campus for the offensive line. Let's go over to the defensive side of the ball, shall we? Colin Clay, perhaps the best recruiter for Arkansas, as he was always on social media staying active. He is six foot five, two hundred and fifty-five pound, strong side defensive end from Putman City, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So that's the high school that he's from. A four-star perennial. He's the number two player in the state of Oklahoma, and he is coming in to Arkansas on the defensive side. Zach Williams, weak side defensive. Defensive lineman, defensive end, six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pounds. He's from Joe T. Robinson in Little Rock. Three-star athlete, number six player in the state of Arkansas. Mateo Soli, six foot four, two hundred thirty-pound, weak side defensive end, Douglas County in Douglasville, Georgia. A four-star athlete, four-star weak side defensive end. Expecting big things out of him, and he was the first to sign this morning out of the state of Georgia. So big to get him. Enoch Jackson, six foot oh 280 pound defensive tackle from mansfield texas went to legacy high school he is a three-star borderline four-star again who you look at but according to rivals he is a three-star 28th at his position Torian Carter, another early signee of today, is also from Mansfield, Texas. Went to the same high school. So him and Enoch Jackson are both teammates. Six foot three, 263 pound defensive tackle. So big old boys are going to have right there in the middle. Eric Gregory. Now this is sexy, isn't it? Eric Gregory, six foot four, 223 pound, strong side defensive end from IMG Academy as well. Four star athlete, number 38th player in the state of Florida. That's big time. Marcus Miller. Six foot four, 290 pound defensive tackle from Warren, Arkansas. He is the number eight player in the state, three star athlete as well. Zach Zemos, he is a six foot four, 210 pound outside linebacker from Travis Richmond High School in Fort Bend, Texas. A four star, perennial four star, and the number 39th player in the entire state 
of Texas. I like that. And also Malik Chavis finally to round out the class as of right now. Six foot one, 187 pound athlete, probably going to play defensive back. He's from Ryzen, Arkansas. Guys, a three star rating, number seven player in the state. So there you have it. As of right now, that is what the players are looking like for the 2019 class that have signed those letters of intent. So all the ones that we just went through, they are coming to Arkansas. There's going to be no surprises, no tricks, no shenanigans, nothing like that. Those are the players that are for sure coming in. Now, some of the players, of course, like Traylon Burks, already mentioned him, but Hudson Henry is the other big recruit out of that class and might be the best number one recruit that Arkansas has. He has not signed his letter of intent. Now, people probably worry some about that. Now, what it sounds like from all the things that I've been reading and what's being reported, it sounds like that everything's A-OK. He's just waiting on one of his teammates to decide when he is going to sign his letter of intent, and they want to sign it together, but he's still coming to Arkansas. That is a firm commitment, so you don't have to worry about it there. So there you have it. There's your update on the early signing period for the Arkansas Razorbacks and what they're looking at right now. But it is bowl season, folks. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch that game. And I love watching it with Sling TV. If I'm on the road, I can watch it on my phone or on my iPad. Or if I'm at home, I can watch it on my big screen. It's the best way to watch college football, college basketball, whatever it is. Because for $30 a month, you get the ESPN networks, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, and so much more. You can also stream it on your big screen and your favorite mobile devices. It's the Sling TV. is the live TV you love. Only better, but no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial by going Going to sling.com slash locked on. That's all only for you locked on listeners. A seven day free trial. Just go to sling.com slash locked on. Check it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It's the best way to watch all college sports, especially college football and college basketball. You want to keep up on your recruiting? You want to check out ESPN and all the great highlights that you can get? Check it out. Sling.com slash locked on for Sling TV. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We are now joined by Andy Demetra, the voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, as Arkansas will be taking on Georgia Tech tonight in Bud Walton Arena at 8 p.m. Andy, really appreciate you joining us this morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. And obviously, we've been talking a little bit about this game, and we really need your help to help us uh, and Razorback fans know a little bit more about Georgia Tech. Obviously, they're sitting at 5-4. and four. They had a tough loss uh, previously against Gardner-Webb. And Arkansas is kind of – they had a sluggish game against Texas San Antonio and Western Kentucky with that loss. So both these teams are kind of looking to bounce back a little bit. But looking at Georgia Tech and what they've done so far this year and kind of the expectation that was given to the Yellow Jackets uh, – is this about what was expected? Was it going to be as kind of a slow start? Just tell us about the current situation there with Georgia Tech. Yeah, you know, I think Josh Pastor said at the outset of the season that his team's best basketball is going to come as the season goes on. Because remember, they anticipated having Josh Kogi back this year. And Josh, who averaged 18 points a game last year, declared for the NBA draft, basically played his way into the first round through his pre-draft workouts. And so this would be a completely different looking team had Josh Kogi stuck around for his junior year. Uh, it's backcourt heavy. They do have a, a pretty good emerging big man in James Banks, who is a transfer from Texas, who got his eligibility to play immediately one game into the season. Uh, they're not shooting the three ball as well as Josh Pastor thought they would based on the personnel that he had, what he saw of him uh, throughout the preseason. So that's an area that I know it's frustrated Josh, but they're a team that plays through the defense. Uh, much like shooters have bad shooting nights, good defenses have bad nights. And that was the case on Monday versus Gardner-Webb. But Georgia Tech still began the week 
top 10 nationally in defensive efficiency. They're a top five field goal percentage defense. And they try to play through your defense and be defined uh, by how they play on the defensive end. Play in the ACC, so you see a lot of great venues. But what's Josh said leading up to this and coming to Bud Walton, uh, one of the one of the better venues in the SEC. What's the expectation for the venue and the uh, the atmosphere that Georgia Tech believes they'll face? Well, Josh has never been to Bud Walton Arena either. In fact, I kind of had to school him up because I spent seven years as play by play voice of South Carolina. So, uh, gosh, this is probably the fifth or sixth time I've been to Bud Walton. Uh, so they, they know the kind of pressure uh, and intensity that, that this venue presents. Um, you know, Georgia Tech is young in some areas, but they're experienced in others. Uh, it's going to be one of those situations where their ball handling has to be sharp, their communication has to be good. Uh, you know, to, to be a little more uh, backcourt heavy, I think, might be who them tonight. But uh, I know Josh is excited about coming in here. Yeah, I haven't been to Cameron, haven't been to the Smith Center in Chapel Hill, haven't been to some of these other really loud arenas in the ACC. This is going to be good preparation for Georgia Tech with with conference play a couple of weeks away. Speaking with Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets right here on the Morning Rush. Now, you said that you're pretty familiar with Bud Walton, obviously, and I know that you've uh, been able to go and see some games that Arkansas has played in and and see a little bit of Mike Anderson. But here they are. They felt like it was a rebuilding year, but a lot of expectations have been risen with the good start that Arkansas has had that they need to make it back to the NCAA tournament. Just what what do you think about Mike Anderson and the job that he's done at Arkansas? Because he's been there for a while, and a lot of people feel like he may have should have made it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Hasn't gotten to that point yet, but what do you think of the current state of Mike Anderson in the Arkansas Razorback basketball program? Well, I, I, clearly he, he has some really good players and identified some really good prospects. I've been really impressed on tape with Joe. I mean, Gafford's a lottery pick and he's following that lineage of Bobby Portis and, and other guys who will be making a lot of money professionally for a living. And, you know, this might sound superficial to some, but I really believe in it. Mike Anderson gives Arkansas a very distinct identity in the realm of college basketball with the pressing and the trapping. And, you know, week in and week out, you're facing teams and, and you kind of know who they are. And some guys, they just don't have a distinct identity. Arkansas does. And I guess as a broadcaster, I admire that. Uh, to go to the NCAA tournament each of the last two years, that's not something you can take for granted, especially from the standpoint of Georgia Tech, which is still searching to get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2010. So I think he has this program on really solid footing, and it, it ain't fun to play, and I can assure you guys it probably won't be fun to play coming off a game on Monday for the Yellow Jackets. Give us your assessment of the ACC this year and, and how you think it will stack up amongst the, the best in the country. It's generally right up there. And then also your thought of the SEC. Uh, piggyback on that as well, because... Georgia Tech got to see Tennessee earlier this year. So you've got a, a taste of what this league's best has to offer. How do you think the two leagues compare? Sure, and I'm glad you mentioned that Tennessee game because even though Georgia lost, Georgia Tech lost that one, uh, they held Tennessee to its lowest efficiency rating of the season against the Volunteers. And that can give you an illustration of, of what Georgia Tech does well on defense. They'll hustle They'll mix up their defenses a lot. You'll see them play some 1-3-1 zone liberally. Um, their guards have to rebound in order for them to have success. But that just gives you a window into how good defensively Georgia Tech can be when everything is clicking, even though they didn't get that win. Uh, the ACC, to your question, it's not just Zion Williamson. It's not just Duke. It's not just North Carolina. The middle of this conference is really, really, really good. 
Florida State. Virginia Tech, I think, is one of the most underrated teams in America. Yeah, they're in the top 25, but there might not be a better long-range shooting team than Virginia Tech. And even a team like Pittsburgh, which has a brand-new head coach that everybody thought was going to be the dregs of the league, they're playing really well. There's just no breathing room whatsoever in the ACC. Georgia Tech is a perfect example last year. They had a first-round NBA draft pick. They had a two-time ACC All-Defensive player. They had three guys who finished their careers as 1,000-point scorers. Georgia Tech finished 6-12 in the ACC. It's just a really rough neighborhood, and that figures to continue this year. As far as the SEC goes, you know, I feel like Kentucky's going to be there when it's all said and done. Uh, Tennessee is going to be the class of the conference. I'm really excited to see if Arkansas can fix it up. I know they're a pick preseason 10th, but just the way they've been shooting it, Evan Gafford is that guy who can be a mosquito lamp inside. I think it's going to really benefit them. And, you know, Auburn's another team that Georgia Tech faced in the private scrimmage, and I know they came out really impressed with, with the Tigers' personnel. I was really glad, having been in this conference for seven years, to see so many SEC schools represented in last year's NCAA tournament to see the respect that the SEC I thought was long overdue for. And I think it's going to be another really solid year in the league. Uh, just you know, when you get one through eight, uh, there's going to be a lot of tough outs night in and night out in the SEC. Andy, for the Razorback fans, who is going to be the main player for Georgia Tech that they're going to have to watch for? And also the player that Arkansas is going to have to make sure that they slow down in this game for Georgia Tech. You know, that's a good question because I think Georgia Tech is a balanced team. There's no one guy who's going to take over and get you six, eight, ten points in a row. Uh, Jose Alvarado is a point guard. He is the personification of a tough, gritty New York point guard. Uh, he's not afraid to crawl up underneath guards and be a pass to the defensive end. He hasn't shot the three as well as, as he's, he's capable of. James Banks is the guy who's really come on. 6'10", 240. He's a great rim protector. Uh, you know, he, he can be a presence underneath with, with his shot blocking. But, uh, you know, as, as a team, Georgia Tech, and, and I hate to keep banging on this, but they haven't shot the three well. And, and they're much more capable of doing that. Curtis Haywood II is a guy from Oklahoma who I think could be a 41, 42% three-point shooter. And he's in the low to mid-30s. Brandon Olsen is among the team's leading scorers. He's a graduate transfer. He's just a sound, solid player. Does everything good. Doesn't do any one thing great, but you you know what you're going to get with him every single night. It's a balanced team, but Alvarado and Banks are the guys that, as an Arkansas fan, your eyes will probably be drawn to the most. All right, last one before I let you get out of here, Andy. I know that you've been to Fayetteville a few times. When you come to Fayetteville, where do you have to go? Is there a particular restaurant? Is there something you have to do? I know you love the city, but uh, what do you do once you get to Fayetteville? You know, it's interesting because oftentimes, we were in South Carolina at least, we were staying out at Rogers, and so uh, only recently was I able to actually pass by Dixon Street and, and know what that was all about. Uh, and so I, I love at least where we're staying now because you get to see the campus a little more and uh, just some of the areas around Fayetteville. So I can't say I'm the most cultured person when it comes to, to experiencing Fayetteville, but I'm glad that we have a little extra time before we tip off today so I can actually explore uh, explore the city. But I do know one thing, once that ball's uh, tipped off and you're inside Bud Walton Arena, uh, there are a lot of places that look uh, much better by comparison because uh, Bud Walton Arena can be a tough place to play. I know that firsthand. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 
Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also check it out on Spotify. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 